Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. Uh, I'm Frank, and here with me, hiding behind an engraved wall in his cell, is my good friend, Tim. I'm very good at math, Frank, and what is art but just some geometry. So Sure. I yeah. made this. All made great this. artists, all great artists say that, really. You know? Absolutely. What is art but geometry? I'm good at math. You know, all those cool art students were also really good at math when you were in high school. Stereotypical, you know, really. I mean, they just, it's, it's just a trope. It's, it's so played out. <laughs> it is. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am ready to talk about Supergirl. Season 4, episode 18, titled Crime and Punishment. But before we do that, Frank... Oh, actually, you know what? I didn't say this episode was directed by Antonio Negret. And it was written by... Well, it was a story by Rob Wright. And it was teleplay by Lindsay Sturman and uh, Adrita, uh, Adrita Merkaji. So now I'm ready for you to open up that mailbag. Okay, sounds good. I'm glad we, I'm glad we did that. Um, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start with this one from Daryl. Um, Daryl had a correction for us um, from our All About Eve episode. Um, I was listening to the podcast and wanted to correct something. Bitsy, uh, the woman Supergirl, Alex, and Lena visit is Eve's cousin, not her mother. Um, oh. I think one of us just misspoke and said and said it was her mother. Um, that, was, that was definitely me. Okay. Uh, it said in the kitchen that Eve previously mentioned a cousin who had cancer. I can only assume that cousin was her. So yes. that's Bitsy. That makes so, sense. Okay. Thank you for that, Daryl. Um, that... Uh, that sorry for the uh for the mistake there but thank you for being on top of it and uh and and bringing that to uh our attention um i i got an we got, got an interesting tweet uh from uh over here on twitter you know at at tv supergirl is where you can uh you can tweet at us um and we got a, into an interesting conversation uh, with folks talking about you know wh- what their feelings are on Arrow this season versus Supergirl versus uh, Legends and and all that jazz, and uh, you know some of the folks that we we were talking to here, uh, uh, Richard, um, and uh, at Kara Quirrell, uh, and the Curious Curmudgeon, um, the 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 consensus here seemed to be that uh supergirl for, for these folks was was not really ranking at the, at the top of the list um and that flash is really like like at at the top this season and then maybe even mm-hmm. legends and then arrow and then supergirl uh, wow what say you okay um i'm very behind on legends so it's hard to rank four okay I wasn't um, sure. I, I'm I'm I, super I, behind, so I, I wanted have, to make sure. I have heard that Legends is like knocking out of the park this season. Like it is just the most fun you'll have watching TV. Like critics and audiences alike have said it's just been spectacular. So I so we're leaving that out of there. Uh, I would actually have to say I think I'm actually enjoying Supergirl the most, and I don't have to say that. Sure. Like, I, I truly don't because the flash really inches its way up there but i'm i'm really enjoying the season of supergirl 
I mean, I always enjoy Supergirl, but I, I, I don't know what it is about the season that I'm, 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 I've been more taken with it in a way that I haven't been with Arrow this season really at all. I have to agree with you. I have to agree with you. I think I might be enjoying The Flash just slightly more and, and, and just in full transparency. I think that mm-hmm. The Flash has just been really fun. But Supergirl, especially since the second half of the season, since we came back uh, you know, after the winter break, um, has really been knocking mm-hmm. it out of the park as far as I'm concerned. So so maybe if the season as a whole, I would give it to The Flash. But lately, I think I'd be giving it to Supergirl. Like the second half, I, I, I Supergirl's really been crushing it. And I... It's been so much you fun. know, I think I might agree with you in almost like flip them where I've like I've been enjoying I enjoyed the flash more at the beginning of the season. And now I'm kind of like, all right, let's just kind of wrap this up. And uh, and Supergirl, I'm like, I'm amp- although actually I really enjoyed all the, the Agents of Liberty stuff. And I, I don't know. I find the characters very compelling this season, sure. whether they're new or not, where I always don't find the villains of Supergirl. kind. They're kind of. In some way, they're very one note. They like can they be. They try not to be, but they can be very one note. And this is one of the first seasons that I'm like really into this dynamic. And I don't maybe because well, Flash is almost like popcorn fun. Like it, you know what I mean? Like it's it's not world relevant, and Supergirl can be tries to be this season where it's yeah. And I I think that's working in Supergirl's favor. And I but. I don't something like that wouldn't work in favor in the flash. Like I'm not interested in that. So I don't know. It all it's all it's all tizzy wizzy up in the air. Yeah. But honestly, truly, if Lex Luthor wasn't in this season, I'd probably give it to the Flash. Um Actually. Yeah. I, I think I I think I yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Lex was a big thing for me this season in, in making it kind of bringing a, a, a big fun factor for me and a, and a you know ev- even when he's being diabolical and evil and traumatizing james um mm-hmm. I, I it's still like it's fun to watch it's good tv and it's good storytelling and it's and it's a good expression of these characters whom i love so much so uh exactly yeah that brought a lot of excitement for me as a superman fan mm-hmm. cool Good chat. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, who emailed us at mail supergirltvtalk.com or tweeted at us at TV Supergirl. Please keep them coming. Tell us what you thought about crime and punishment. Tell us about uh, tell us what you think about this season in general, how it stacks up against the rest of the DCCW. Um, tell us all your thoughts, your your theories, uh, things we forgot to mention, uh, things like that. We love we love hearing from you. So please mail at supergirltvtalk.com is the best way to do that. Um, uh, another way you can support the show is over at uh, Thought Bubble Audio on Patreon. P- Patreon.com slash Thought Bubble Audio is uh, the best place to uh, to tell us that you love us because, uh, you know, it, it it's the way that you can spend a dollar or so a month and get free extra content like uh, our, our first reactions podcast. Apologies, we weren't able to get one out this week, but we'll be right back on it next week. You'll get our... Uh, early episodes of shows like Beer with Geeks and Academy Rewind, and a new show that Tim's cooking up called Read Up. Um, all kinds of all kinds of extra bonus content, as well as our Cut for Time segments, where we talk about things like I don't know theories that Tim has about uh, the Rise of Skywalker based on Star Wars novels that he's been reading, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. all, all kinds of fun content that is just for our patrons over at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio and all costs is a dollar. That's, that's it. And, and you help, uh, keep these shows going. You, you make a difference in, in supporting, uh, independent creators, independent content that you enjoy. Uh, and, and we create a little more independent content for you, uh, to say thanks. So 
Thank you very much for supporting us there. And if you're not already, take a look at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio. Frank, that was so good. You did such a good job. Thank you. I'm very so good at my job. Of you. you are good at your job. So proud of you. Thanks. And all that you accomplish every day. Aw. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I'm not laughing because it's like it's not not true. Yeah, ooh, double negative. That's tricky. Ooh, and you're ooh. an English teacher, so you know what that means. Ugh, I do. It's crime and punishment is what it ah! means, Frank. Crime and punishment premiered 421-19. I already said who it was directed and written by. So let's get right let's get right into it, Frank. Let's start with uh, Storytime Village here. I got really just one theme that I want to talk about this week. I'm not where this you know I've noticed something on Supergirl in the past few episodes that they're doing like little story arcs within story arcs and starting to stretch a character's arc over the entire season. Yeah, you know, so it's yeah. not like. What's James up to from episode one to 22? It's like, you know, this character gets a little bit and this character gets a little bit and we kind of wrap up each character's story, you know, and then we take a break and then we come back and they have some new themes to work with, something to work on. And so this one, this is, if you want to talk about poor English, I want to say it's, the theme is accepting, accepting help. Okay. Um, so like, Accepting that you need uh, to take help. Accepting, okay. accepting help. Got it. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. You need to. They, it's about people owning up to the fact that they can't do it themselves. But it's not just like, oh, I should ask for help. It's I need to accept that I need to ask for help and then act on it. It's like a double. It's a. It's a double motion. I follow to, you. They I follow go, you. Yeah, they have to go through, and that's true for james it's true for alex and it's true for brainy in this in this kind of lineup in some ways it's also true for Kara and lena they're both together who like they're so good at like i can do it myself and you have these two characters who this whole episode are like we're working together you know and that's that's an important that's important for both of them straight on through the entire episode we're working on this together right right so but when it comes to james who i think is really the biggest one this episode was very james heavy and probably the best acting we've ever seen from macad brooks what, what would you say i would have to agree yeah i mean yeah he he the, he was just spectacular i really really dug what he was doing this episode for sure yeah and you can tell like we we very briefly met him in person that one time right uh rhode island comic con yeah. a couple mm -hmm. years ago right. and um th that is the furthest thing from his personality <laughs> uh what we saw oh in this God. episode he's, he's like cool dude he's like so yeah. cool and like aloof and like such just like like such a cool guy mm -hmm. and th this was such a like complex emotional uh you know hurting guy that we saw uh, mm -hmm. in this episode uh that I, I was really i was really like this this took some acting on his part I, I i had that same thought watching the episode yeah i really liked it and i mean so he's you know we've seen this before from him but like accepting kelly's help in the first place is a big step for him Huge. but then you know that have that little scene in the car where he she's like well he's like why are you i canceled this meeting three times in my head already mm. you know so mm -hmm. but for him to go in and accept like to go into a therapy session and say yes i have trauma and i need to work through it 
is a big deal. He says, I'm guardian. I protect people. I feel like I shouldn't need help. And I think that's something that a lot of, even if you're you're not in, say, law enforcement or, or the military or something like that, that's something, or a vigilante, those are feelings that a lot of people have. Like, I'm the parent. I shouldn't need help because I am the one responsible for my kids. Sure. You know, or, you know, I am... I am the teacher or I am the manager. I'm the boss. Like I shouldn't need help. People have asked me to do this and they're relying on me and they, they have faith that I can do it. So I'm going to do it and I shouldn't need help. And that's a, that's a lot of people. A lot of people feel that way. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to break out of that. It's true. You know, it's just, just today, uh, coincidentally, um, uh, at, at my work, I work like at, uh, you know, corporate America, like an office job. Uh, and we had a a talk from a, uh, uh, a a manager, somebody who's like the the head of one of our big divisions. And one of her big pieces of management advice that she gave uh, was know when to admit you need help. You know, it's really important mm-hmm. to to admit you don't know all the answers, even as a boss, even as a manager, even if you're the one in charge. It's even more important then to admit when you need help or don't know all the answers. And she said, like, I, I had it early on in my career. I had I, I went to somebody and said, like, went to my own boss. And I was like, you know, my, my team is asking me questions. And I don't know the answers. And he was he was like, oh, well, don't admit it. Don't tell them that you know the answers. And she was like, no, I do admit it because then we find the answers together. We work on it and it creates a, a, an environment of collaboration by admitting I don't know the answers and I need help. And I feel like that ties into what was happening with James here and with a lot of our, our favorite characters here. Um, it's about admitting you don't know the answers and being open to you know going on a journey to find them. In James's case, it was going to therapy uh, and working through his issues. And that's it. But that's a, you know, as a teacher myself, like I, like you, you know, you have memories of teachers that, made up the answer for you 100 percent, right and then either you believe them or you don't and then when you find out that teacher lied to you that's like a but it's a betrayal almost you're like i was told that the south won the war <laughs> you know like what do you mean that the war was not won by the south say more things so i um so i think that that advice from that is is 100% on and applies to James. It even especially applies to Brainy because who, Brainy, 12th level intellect, has all the answers and he boils down this decision to delete the 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 records of, of aliens or not and it's a perfect 50-50. And so he goes to Nia Nall and he's like, I need you to tell me what to do. And she says, well, if you want my opinion, he's like, no, 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 you need to dream and tell me exactly what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Not how do you feel for me to make my own decision. You need to tell me, right? It's not, it's for him, it's not about uh, trusting himself to find the answer. He just needs to be told what to do now, which is not, you know, not great either. Even James has to work through things on his own. His therapist says that, you know, you need to. You know, this takes time and work and all those things. So, so it all it all plays together, baby. Right? Yeah, but but you know, it, as much as Brainy didn't want to trust the intestinal inclinations at a certain point, sometimes you need to. 
Exactly. Exactly. Trust your gut, brainy. It's good for you. And then you have Alex, too, who's... Mm. It wasn't really... In some ways, Alex going to Kelly and saying, hey, I need your help. Is it okay if I ask you some um, psychiatric advice? You know, that that's all well and good. That's a good thing. But um, that's, a, that's a great thing. But all of that aside, it's actually Colonel Haley who is the character that needs to understand accepting help is an okay thing. Yeah, and because Haley puts all of her faith in the government, right? That's where you know her faith lies in the institution, and and so now she's moving out of that. She's moving out of that feeling, or or that instinct, and not because like she thinks the Supergirl is innocent, and that's one thing, and she trusts Director Danvers to do her job in some ways, but it's. It's putting she puts her faith in her daughter more than anything. My daughter's favorite teacher is now like missing and maybe she's just hiding. That's what I have to tell her. It's probably not true. I don't know. And then and then you know like her hero is also you know um what a Lee Harvey Supergirl was that what Otis said? Yeah. You know, <laughs> hello Lee Harvey Supergirl. So terribly funny. Ugh, um, so dark. So dark. I know. So, so I like that Haley's Haley has to because of her daughter change where she accepts help from. Does she accept help from orders, or does she accept help from trusting your gut? I guess that could technically be the second theme, you know, accepting help and then, like, trusting your instinct yes. to do something, right? Kara trusts her instincts later in the episode to say, like, I have to not be Supergirl for a little while. Because at the beginning of the episode, she's like, let them try and stop me right. from helping people. You mm-hmm. know, let them mm-hmm. try. You know, and she, and then for then her to switch over and say, maybe the pen is mightier than the cape. Right, you know, that's yeah. trusting, trusting that's right. your gut. That's a big change. That's some character growth right there, and and it's her. You know, I think it's. I think what we'll ultimately see is this. This will, in the long run, probably help Kara learn when to. She she went real hard in in putting Supergirl aside for a little while, uh, and and now she was going real hard into no Supergirl is the one to do this. I need to stay Supergirl. She's a symbol. This is important to me. And 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 I think she's starting to learn when when the pen is mightier than the cape, like when she can do more good uh, by putting on her reporter hat, and when she can do more good by suiting up and being Supergirl. So I think this is we're seeing growth for her over these last four years, where she's she is learning when the right time is to be Kara, or when it's better to be Supergirl. Mm-hmm. And I'm is that it. By the end of the season, then, is she fully formed, right? You know, because she was, at the beginning of the season, she was really good at being both, remember? Yes. She thought she was. She was really good at being both. And so now she has to readjust and learn when it's important to be one over the other. Yes. You know, it's good to be both, but when when does typing away at the keys, why is that better than saving a factory of keyboards, you know, or whatever, <laughs> you know? <laughs> But but yeah, you're right. Like there 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 is a time and a place, and and is it by the end of this season? Could be, could be by the end of the season that she sort of starts to strike that balance a little better, and and doesn't isn't so prone to extremes, 
Um, that's possible. I suspect it will be a longer evolution, uh, but maybe she will learn a big lesson by the end of the season uh, in in when to dabble in in each of her two personas. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Who's, we'll find out. I mean, certainly we'll find out. This is episode eighteen. We don't have that many left. Right. So we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, then you have. I mean. All of that's going on, but James also on the lowdown is developing superpowers, right? Yep. And so this black kryptonite is messing with the system, and he's developing Kryptonian-like powers, right? I could see 500 feet in front of me like it was right there. You know, the super hearing, you know, things things like that. Where do you think this is going to go? Is James going to be superpowered by the end of the, episode, by the, end of the season, I- or is he going to be cured? I, I well, I think he'll be super. So how it will end, I don't know. But I, I do think that he's going to have powers for a little, bit, at least for a little while. Um, and whether or not he keeps them, we'll see. I'm more surprised that Lena hasn't been like checking checking up on him, knowing that she gave him super soldier serum, <laughs> and hasn't been like I should I should make sure that there's not any side effects because like she knows what this stuff can do. That's why she was developing it. Um, I am a little surprised that she hasn't checked in, you know, even even just like sort of surreptitiously without saying what she was doing. I'm surprised she hasn't checked in. Um, then again, she has that, been busy, but that's a that's a great point. But also, she's slightly preoccupied yeah. reading Lex's diaries. This is true. This is true. Which are in some ways about her. Well, that mm-hmm. was fun. Speaking of trusting your gut, even, you know, that was Lena in like investigatory Lena, you know, in her in Lex's cell it was pretty great. Oh, we play chess. Oh, this is a checkmate thing. Oh, we left notes for one another. Oh, you know, it was like boom, 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 boom. I liked Otis be going in the cell. Like it looks. Yes, I'm in your cell. It looks great. <laughs> yeah, it looks. It looks. Oh, great. Otis. Oh, Otis, indeed. So. Frank, those are all. That's all I have for Storytime Village. If you would like to move on to that, was a good bit. That sounds like a good bit to me. All right, first good bit: Supergirl catching that bullet, almost in surprise when she saved that guy from the car, and they were like, "This is a citizen's arrest," and she just like had her hand up to stop, and they shot, and she was like, "Ah, oh, I caught it." Yeah, like yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that quite a lot. I I, I loved that. I, on a similar note, I loved when they were in the prison and the the riot begins, um, and all the all the prisoners are taking their shot at Supergirl to get their to get their freedom, um, and it's just like, oh, you silly, silly boys, you silly, no, silly like, boys, what? Come on, guys, do you I really know. think like, you're shot? Really, really, really? Come on, I know. It was cool. I liked. You know, because hallway fights are in right now, if that makes sense, right? Because of Daredevil and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, like, the hallway fight, you know, like, the just, like, the single cam, like, we're going to watch you go and go and go and go. I enjoyed the super version of this where there is no contest, where she's just like, meh, 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 yeah. meh, 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 and it's done. That was I, I cool. quite enjoyed that. It's almost like subverting the... It's like subverting the trope now. Yeah, it's true because the trope is it, you're right. Like Daredevil, like Arrow, like any of these like prison break type uh, situations um, have have become like a style. Right? Oh, okay, it's a prison break hallway fight. Got it. Like you, you. That's mm-hmm. a a bucket that we all know. Um, I loved that. I thought that was great. I loved the way she took like those four guys out at the end and just sort of like swept under them. 
Mm-hmm. That, was, that cool. was cool. But then I also loved the. We almost got like a second fight, a second hallway fight when when she and Otis go up against each other. When Metallo Otis, yes, and they start breaking through walls. And I loved the cinematography where the camera was just following them from room to room with very few cuts. Uh, mm-hmm. From from one a lot shot of to the next, cuts. So oh. it was really good. Yeah, invisible cut. Yeah, yeah. Trick that was... you in the editing. Anyway, <laughs> um, but that was really cool. It was really slick. The but that again like subverts like the trope, right? Because like their trope is you know oh it's a hallway fight. It's a single cam. It's the you know it's one on one and you know it's all real. You know this is what a fight would look like. You know that's the right. That's that's what we see, and then we have Supergirl clearing house, and then it does it again, but it's super powered, yeah. right? But it's the single cam. It's really, it was really good. It was almost the, it's like the highlight of the episode in some way because uh-huh. it's like where a lot of the focus went. It was it's, the big very, action set piece for the for the episode for sure. Yeah, it was very very cool. I enjoyed that. I loved Lena's line when they walked into Lexa's cell, and she says that that's Hannibal crossing the Alps. How pretentious. Yes. <laughs> I very much enjoyed that. But that leads me, leads me to Lex Luthor's secret prison laboratory, which is one of the most comic book things that you could ever hope for. Seriously. That he just, ha- that he just has a secret tunnel in the mountain base. And she's like, the- Linda's like, those mountains aren't the Alps because we all know what the Alps look like naturally. Um you know, like those Alps aren't. The, what are you up to? That mountain just looks exactly where you would. Hi- you said you'd hide your secret mountain base, Lex. So I'm very excited for Lex Luthor's secret mountain, evil Legion of Doom base. That's what I'm very excited I for. I mean, there's got to be an actual base in that real mountain, right? Like we oh, all totally. agree that like there- um, um, like Red Skull in Captain America: yes. First Avenger. Yeah, just yes. like that. So we all like when when. We saw that flashback. I'm like, cool. So we're going there before the season's over, right? We're going to go to the actual mountain where he has another lair, and we're, totally, we're going there. Right? That's where he's like, obviously hiding. Yes, like there's no question for sure. Yeah. Finale, mm-hmm. we're going there, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. No question. There's zero question. There was no happening. subtlety about it, right? It was they weren't no. trying to be subtle. No. The actually the kid who played Lex in the oh, flashback yeah. was, was good. It? He looked. He looked like John Cryer. I was. He did. It was. There was some forethought there. Well, yeah, that was that. well. That was well planned out. I very much enjoyed all of Brainy's like Mission Impossible stuff, where he's like, "No one is more clandestine than me. No one. No one. <laughs> no one." But it's like as watching uh, Ethan Hawke, the master of the impossible mission yes <laughs> I, I, I very very much enjoyed oh, brainy in this episode yeah. as i enjoy brainy in a lot of episodes i he was particularly good he in was this he, get, he gets better a little every episode he was on this episode by the way it was ethan hunt not ethan hawk i just want to cut off any oh any shoot correction thank you there. yes thank yeah. you i knew i knew it didn't sound right but i was i was so close Ethan Hunt, the so master of impossible close. missions. I I uh, I laughed out loud for that one. That was that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is the master of impossible he missions. Yeah, he he's done it's it true. like seven times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have uh, Do you have any more good bits? Uh, I think that's all I have for good bits at the moment. 
All right. Well, yeah. Just, so if we move on from those good bits, Frank, we're going to head over into Professor Comics Corner because I've got two of them. Yeah, there weren't. Well, a t- I don't feel like there was a ton of Professor Comics Corner this uh, this episode. No, uh, not tons. One, there was a Bizarro name drop, which was, you know, because Bizarro yes. from the first season. Yes. Bizarro Supergirl, you know, opposite of Supergirl. And so they checked all that. But I spent a good amount of time pausing Lex's journals to see Ooh. what was up inside the journals. And a lot of them were like like about Lena and everything like that. But his Superman journal loved that image of Superman with the tiny brain and the magnifying glass. That was spectacular i loved that that was real good yeah that was real good but in so but on that page it's lex's plans on how to destroy superman and there's two easter eggs on the page tell me one one it says crippling drug od which is hilarious like i'll get superman to be a drug addict (laughs) and see how that works out hilarious but underneath the notes it says dr j crane as in dr jonathan, jonathan crane, crane the scarecrow uh batman villain if you ever saw batman begins he's in there um dr jonathan crane the scarecrow and it has like a little like uh, has been developing this you know blah 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 and then it cuts off on camera and then over on the right side of the page it says mind control question mark and then it says Pamela Isley, a.k.a. Poison Ivy, has a pheromone that enslaves people, blah, 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 blah. And so he's literally reaching out and like these like Legion of Doom like characters, because if you really want to get hardcore about it, both Poison Ivy and the Scarecrow were in the Legion of Doom in the Super Friends cartoon. Wow. If you really want to get hard about like the two people listed on the page Worked with Lex Luthor in Super Friends. You don't think we might see either of them? No, no, I do not. Okay, no, we know Batman exists in this world. Yeah, because they they've mentioned him. You know, Gotham exists, and oh, your friend with the pointy ears, and you know, I mean, no, Batwoman exists in the, and, the and, and well, Batman exists in the um, Batman exists in on the, Earth One, uh, Earth One, right? So, and we know he exists somewhere, um, without the name on. You know, they haven't mentioned the name of Supergirl, but we know he's he exists. You know, reason reasonably if he exists on Earth one, he exists on Earth thirty eight as well. Sure. Especially with those characters. Right, right. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So in your mind, imagine there's a Superman Batman team up somewhere with Lex Luthor and Scarecrow and Poison Ivy all fighting the two of them and that's stuff. Such a cool guy. That's somewhere in there. It's very Professor Comics Corner for you. Enjoyed that very much. Uh, but Frank, this has been an extremely, extremely short episode it has. Uh, by our standards. But this episode was very crisp and to the point, and I don't want to uh, like beleaguer the the points. Almost. Uh, do you have anything else further to add? Uh, I would just. Um, I'm interested to see where we go with the deputizing the Children of Liberty. Oh, yeah, right, because there was the whole signal watch thing in Carl Hanley, like, press the button twice and mm-hmm, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we knew that was coming, right, because it was in the, it was in the trailer from last week. And we, and we thought it would be happening, like, earlier in this episode and that we'd see some of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they kind of, I kind of feel a little bit strung along, not in a bad way, but like, oh, okay, we'll have to wait one more week. And I am, 
I'm eager for that because Supergirl stepping down during all that. I guess we'll talk about it in trailer TV talk, but I'm very, I'm very interested and very interested in where that goes. Uh, so that was an interesting development that happened in this episode and, and later than later than I, I certainly expected. Um, I thought it would be sort of the, the crux of the episode, but no, I think, um, you know, there's, there's some odds and ends. There's, there's some bits here and there that I, I suppose that, you know, we, we, we could mention, but I, I don't know. I mean, uh, let's maybe for a second, let's, let's talk about, uh, Brainy and, um, Nia, uh, and yeah. their, um, excellent dynamic. Their excellent Nia. dynamic. Yeah. That's the She's best great. way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and even the fact that like she, um, you know, she then did dream and and immediately called Brainy. Um, how that's all going to go with him having downloaded the information into his brain, the registry into his brain? Historically, not great. Not great. Really? Uh, and he is able to, you know, as we saw earlier in the season, he's able to compartmentalize his brain so that he doesn't know what he knows. You know, he can, he can mm-hmm. sh- separate parts. We but, only know... What you know? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. know that you know that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I you know, I, I worry about that, and I, I do worry that um, her, the dream that she had, will will come true, um, unless unless one of our our heroes intervenes. Mm. Yeah. No. That's a. I. I don't I I don't know, Frank. I, I know. just I just don't know where it's going to go, but I'm excited. That I did plus, like I did uh, like Eve bringing Otis back one more time. I guess we blew you up, but you're back now. I yeah. literally was going there next. That plus Otis being being back and apparently being like indestructible. They can just keep putting it back together again like Humpty Dumpty. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool and and it it certainly uh, has a lot of potential. Um, like he could just be the indestructible man who just keeps coming back time after time after time after time. Uh, and they can keep putting, (laughs) if you lost, you know, and it could be like a bit where it's like, Oh no, not again. Boom. He blows up again. He's a kryptonite bomb again. And then, uh, and then, you know, next episode he does it again. Um, it could become kind of a, a, a comedic bit. It, it, he is funny. He's very, he's very funny he's, in how he dumb he is. He has a great comic timing. I love the here's Otis. Yeah, you know the yep. the shine the shining, uh, bit. And, and he, um, I, I was like, oh, I hate you, reporters. You parachute into these things, and you never think about the larger implications of the whatever, whatever. He's like, was, wow, Otis. It what was great. <laughs> It was so good. That was great. That was real fun. That was there were some really fun Otis moments there. Yeah, he had a few little quips that I thought were were pretty fun. Um, you know, even just right, right before the here's Otis, he said Supergirl in a way that reminded me of Superman from Superman <laughs> Two, uh, Ursa. Maybe that maybe that was on purpose. I, it might. I, I it sounded to me like it was, but it might be a little bit of a niche reference. I don't know. Superman. Um, Super, super fun, Superman. Um, yeah, there was a lot. There were a lot of little moments like that from from Otis in particular. So I actually kind of look forward to getting more Otis uh, now that he can be put back together. I was a little disappointed when that, like, when he when he blew up. Yeah, I was a little like, oh no, he's he been blown up. Like, I'll miss I'll miss Otis. Right. Um. So I'm happy that he's stitched back together and stuff. I'm I'm very happy about that. Me too. 
I think that's about all I have to add, though. You know, those are just some some odds and sods, some some odds and ends to uh, to round some us odds, out. Some odds and sods. What mm-hmm. a great phrase that is. The British right, man. The well, British have good phrases. Frank, why don't you take us out and then we'll do some trailer TV talk. Sounds good, bud. Uh, yeah, well, thank you for joining us uh, today. Uh, we are available over at SupergirlTVTalk.com. We are part of the Thought Bubble Audio Network, where you can find this show, as well as Beer with Geeks, where we talk about all the sort of geek news, news of the week, or or honestly, sometimes we just talk about movies from 20 years ago that we miss. Um, <clears throat> and we have a beer while we do it. Or you can check out mm-hmm. uh, Tim's new upcoming show, Read Up read up so tim that would be me uh, i have a very long commute to work and i'm an english teacher and so i go through a lot of books a year whether it's audiobooks or or regular books and I, i'm languishing in all of these books and no one to talk about them with because frank is so boring and doesn't read a hundred books a year like i do so um <laughs> so he's like no no I just one can't. does just can't no do one it does. No, so i so i'm just doing this podcast by myself to kind of just go through the some of the books that I've read some of them I'm going to pass on and not even they're not worth writing about and and others I kind of I kind of dig into and the episodes so far they're no longer than eight ten minutes you know because who wants to hear me talk for more than that long nobody that's who so oh yeah thanks Franks thank you thank you Franconia notch thank you um so so anyway, yeah. So that's so that is coming soon. Read cool. up. Yeah, yeah. So that's read up. That's over at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Uh, as are all of our shows, and they're also on Patreon.com/slash thoughtbubbleaudio, where you can get early episodes of uh, read up before the public gets them. You can get uh, all kinds of other goodies there uh, for as little as a buck a month. But you can also find this specific podcast, Supergirl TV Talk, over at Twitter at, at TV Supergirl. You can email us at mail at Supergirl TV Talk. You can follow us on Instagram at uh, Supergirl TV Talk. You can uh, you can find us on iTunes, on Overcast, on Stitcher, on Spotify, anywhere you can find your favorite podcast. Just hit the little magnifying glass uh, and type in Super Real TV Talk and hit subscribe. Make sure you hit subscribe because then you get all the episodes as soon as they come out. Get them right away, and it's totally free. So you know why not? Just just get the, get all the episodes, man. Why not? Uh, those are those are all the best ways to reach us. Thank you so much for listening, and stick around because now. It's time to talk about trailers. Or trailers. A, well, a trailer in particular. A trailer. One. Well, so Kara has is lying low. She's not giving up being Supergirl. She's lying low, you know, stopping people with her elbows and stuff, as we saw. So it's time for Neonal, aka Dreamer, to to, you know, step up to the plate. And I'm super excited because I love Nia. She is just so fun. I yeah. just yeah, every, each can like each the more it's kind of she's kind of like Brainy. The more episode, like the more I see her, the more I'm like, yes, I totally yes. agree. The more I, the more Neo we get, and I feel like we haven't gotten enough still. Uh, mm-hmm. The more we get, the the more I like her, and I'm glad that this seems to be a very Neo centric episode. I mean, it's called American Dreamer for for God's sake. So like, it's clearly it's centered on Dreamer. Mm-hmm. She's gonna American dreamer. I had the same thoughts. Stay yes. away from me. American, American dreamer. dreamer. Hero, let me episode. be. Ooh. Ooh, that's good. That's good. A lot of a uh, lot of singing in this episode, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because she's she's an alien. Yes, so. it's true. Yeah, it's true. So true. yeah, it's all it's all good. Well, Frank, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, and so I'm looking forward to talking to you next week about it. 
Yes, sir. Looking forward but, to it. Yeah, and unless you have anything else, we can or we can wrap this puppy up. I I do have one thing, and that is Ooh, that I love okay. this shot of Kara. Like the there's the like muggers running down the street with some lady's purse, and uh, Kara just puts her arm out to like clothesline him. Mm-hmm. I freaking love that. Like, I love the idea that she's like, I'm not going to put the costume on, but I'm also still not going to let, like, I'm still going to protect people. I'm not going to let the bad guys get away with stuff. I enjoyed that. Oh, that actually reminds me. I loved the super clap in this week's episode. The super clap. Yes. Oh, I forgot about the super Mm -hmm. clap. Yeah, that was The super clap was was great. I loved it. All right. I love that. I love that. I love that um, American Dreamer will be the first episode directed by David Harewood. Oh, it's the David Harewood episode, and it's Neonal-centric. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm very mm-hmm. excited. Yes. Great. That probably Great. means it's going to be another week of not a lot of Jean Jones. If if he's directing it, probably not not a, a super heavy Jean episode. That's, yeah, that's because that he was prepping for the episode he was directing during the filming of this week's episode. Right. Which is why he wasn't in it. And then and then he'll be you know behind the camera for next week's episode. So that's all right. And then he'll be... He'd be editing the following week because each episode is a three-week process, one week to prep, one week to film, one week to edit. That's kind of their that's, – that's the basic turnaround for the show. So which means we, you probably won't see a lot of John next week or the following week. It doesn't mean you won't see any because if, if any time he's going to be in it, it would be next week because he, you know – He was um, on set. Because he was on set. Right. Exactly. So looking forward. It's going to be fun. All right, Frank. It's good stuff, right? Good stuff. Good stuff. See you well next then. time, Sleeping Beauty. All right. <laughs> uh, well, until next time. Up, up, and away. <laughs>